Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. So thankful to uh, to be able to be with you today. Um, uh, so I'm just saying welcome Facebook friends and family. Welcome Zoom family and friends. Um, uh, I am broadcasting from Grady, Alabama. Uh, I'm actually in my niece's husband's uh, room. You can tell uh, his home office. You can tell he's got good taste. Oh, 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 right, right there. Uh-huh. Um, so I kind of booted them out. Um, and, you know, the deal is, is that it's, it's, it's kind of a funny setup down here right now. Uh, for most of you know this, but um, after being with my dad uh, almost two weeks ago and, and helping him through his fall and then finding out that he had um, the coronavirus, I, I left Roswell. I was in Roswell a couple of days and I left just in case I had uh, contracted the virus. And so I came back down here, but all the leopards, I mean, all the people with the virus are in uh, daddy's house and um, I'm just uh, I'm hanging out at the uh, the safe houses you know Dream Hill Hilton and I uh, here uh, with Kelly who has good taste uh, uh, in, uh, in in his house and um, so just want you to know uh, what I was doing I'm not sure what you were doing this morning but uh, for our zoom family you can see this but uh, Stephanie uh, you might want to let them know what I was doing at six o'clock this morning show our zoom folks what I was doing at six o'clock this morning yep that's right my sister hit me up and she had me in the pea field picking lady fingers and I want you to know those are the hardest kind of peas in the world to pick because you can't tell which ones are ready? You know, purple hulls. Well, you can tell they turn purple, and it's about time for them to pick them. Anyway, whatever. So I was there, and uh, then uh, here's a, just another pick. I think uh, of the pea field. You see how far back Debbie is? She's just so. But look at all those peas. There's just tons of peas. So, but he, but the, the, what's been going on while I've been down here um, is. Uh, yeah, keep those peas up there, Stephanie. I like looking at those peas. Most of those peas are not there now because I picked them. Um, and uh, Felicia and Rachel get to shell them this afternoon. <laughs> all right, so um, thank you all for your prayers for our family. It has been a doozy. It really has. Um, uh, so you've got my dad, my sister, uh, Rayanne, who is her daughter, Bert, her son, they all have the virus, and uh, all of their families have the virus, except for uh, me and Kelly. And uh, so those with the virus, since Dad had it, have been down there taking care of my dad uh, in, in his house. And uh, so what I've been able to do is stay away from them, but I go check on, you know, four or five times a day. I, I let up the window. I'm all masked up. And uh, I'm checking on them, and I'm running errands. I'm going to town. I'm getting prescriptions. And then when I'm not doing that, uh, Steph's going to show you our Zoom family. Yeah, I was bush hogging. I just want to report I got all of Dream Hill bush hogged. It's all done. 
and uh, it was a doozy. Uh, really, five and a half days of, of bush hogging on and off. So uh, that's what's been going on down here. And um, uh, through this uh, through this experience, I shared with you that uh, uh, there's been some powerful. Uh, spiritual lessons that that can, have come through this, and I shared Wednesday night, you know how we couldn't even get, uh, 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 you know, the primary uh, doctor for my dad to give him uh, virtual help or whatever it was for them to be able to help uh, give a referral because uh, they wouldn't allow him to come there. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, we had the physical therapist who just marched right in. He suited up, even though, you know, he knew dad had uh, the coronavirus. He suited up and he went in and he helped. And so my encouragement to all of us was, the lesson is, is that God has given us the spiritual armor that is necessary for us to to not retreat in difficult times, but to press forward and to go to those that uh, are suffering, go to those that are hurting, go to those that are needy. And so... Um, you know, I think the Jesus uh, speaks of that. It's uh, quoting Isaiah in, in Luke chapter 4 uh, when he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So, see, as followers of his, that's, that's what he's called us to do. He wants you and I to suit up in the armor of God as children of God and not in our own power, but in his power to go forth, to go forth and to help those that are bound up, those that are prisoners, prisoners of the culture, prisoners of addictions, prisoners of their own stinking thinking, uh, maybe prisoners of the opinion of others, those that are blinded. You know, because of, of Satan's lies, those that are oppressed and depressed. He says, you and I, you and I, go forth, suit up and get on in there, even though it is uh, scary and it's dangerous, but not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So, you know, that's been our encouragement. We are to be the church and, and to go forth as his ambassadors. But I know that some of us have a tendency, and Satan's going to play this game, going, well, just why? I mean, why, why are we suited up? Why are we, you know, talking about marching out when uh, we're still kind of in a, a lockdown? We're, we're still so uh, isolated, so restricted. Uh, you know, people are so guarded. You know, some of you are going, well, you can't even, we can't even go to church in person. Uh, you know, people are still scared. People are still uncertain. Uh, some of you are going, you know, I, I don't get it. I mean, I appreciate the, the thought, Mike, but, you know, armoring up, you know, I'm still not getting out that much. You know, I'm being very careful and very selective about getting out and doing stuff like that. Others of you are just feel like you're suffocating from this uh, uh, with all these restrictions. There is a lot of restlessness uh, today. Right? There's just because we've been in this thing so long. And not only in this thing, but we see so much uh, negativism in our nation and in around the world. Uh, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> why are we talking about suiting up and getting out there and being God's army and being his ambassadors? 
Well, we need to remember, because I think maybe we've heard this before, that God is good and he redeems what he allows. Have you heard that before? God is good and he redeems what he allows. See, here's the deal. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh is not in God's vocabulary. You know, this pandemic did not take God by surprise. This division and hatred in our nation right now has not taken God by surprise. And so, you know, I believe that truly God is calling us as his children, followers of Jesus Christ, God's calling us to look around and to redeem this season, this time for his glory. All right? That's what God is really, really speaking to us about. And the words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, really make a whole lot of sense right now where he says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. So let's heed that. Be very careful how we live. Don't be unwise, don't be thoughtless, don't be careless, but make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Guess what? We have an opportunity to make the most of this bad opportunity. And that's what God is calling us to do as his followers and as ambassadors. So uh, with all that, let's just go to the Lord in prayer and just thank him for his great love and grace today. Jesus, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity for us to be able to gather together, uh, even though it's virtually. Uh, Lord, you meet with us even though we can't tangibly touch you, and we know that you're more real than the stuff that we can touch. So today, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just, uh, just flood your presence over each of us, that you would bring comfort to those that are hurting, that you would bring encouragement to those that are suffering. And Lord, that you would just bring great uh, courage to each and every one of us uh, as you fill us with hope and your joy. Jesus, thank you for being our all in all. Thank you for this opportunity for us to worship and celebrate you today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I want to encourage our Zoom, Zoom listeners, don't, don't peel out on, on us early. But we, have, we have a great, great uh, lineup after the message today. So uh, it's just a treat uh, and through testimony and a treat through, uh, through our, our worship time today. And I'll, inter- I'll introduce our special guests a little bit later. Facebook family, you're not going to miss out because what I'm going to do is I'm going to share uh, uh, off of, off of my uh, Facebook page, I'm going to share uh, some great, amazing worship that we're going to have together today. So anyway, today we're looking at uh, a couple of passages, and there's a couple of things I want to tell you to do. One, uh, you, you uh, grab your Bible. If you don't have it, grab your Bible, uh, and, and uh, let's hold on to that. I remember last week we were talking about... Uh, the real church, and, and we were looking in Acts chapter 2 and how they were devoted. They were devoted, what, to God's Word. All right, so let's, let's have God's Word available to us. And then, and then secondly, uh, most of you, I think, were sent, you received uh, a bunch of emails from us. We're always trying to send you emails. But there was, uh, uh, if, if you like reading along, 
uh, with the words as you sing. Uh, there is a word document that you can print off. Uh, now don't don't ignore don't ignore me just to get that printed off. But if you can be a multitasker and you can print the words uh, to reckless love mm, that we sent to you, print it off, and and I think it'll be a blessing to you uh, as we go. All right. So here's the setup. Um, you know, Wednesday night, armor up, let's get out there. But the reality is, is that really never in my lifetime have I seen so much antagonism toward the Christian faith as what we're seeing today. What about you? So much antagonism toward the Christian faith. Um, and you, you probably saw where, you know, a, a, a Friday a week ago, a bunch of activists burned a stack of Bibles in front of the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon. Um, and then in Miami, uh, a few days prior to that, uh, some folks beheaded uh, uh, the, um, uh, the, the statue of Jesus was beheaded at a church in Miami. Um, and, and, you know, this is kind of unprecedented stuff that we're not, we're not accustomed to. And unfortunately, it's attacks like this, I think, that, that drive many believers away from, from really engaging in culture because it's like, it's like I can, it boggles our mind. But if it drives us away from engaging and being God's uh, children in the culture today, then what it's going to do is going to leave all of these aggressors uh, to be out there being the squeaky wheel, you know, uh, getting the oil. Um, but here's the deal. The more our culture rejects the truth of God's word, biblical truth, the more that it needs it, right? And, and the more that it needs it, then that really means the more we need to be in a position to share God's wonderful words of truth with courage and with grace. The, the more resistance uh, to the love of Jesus Christ and the biblical truth of God, uh, the more it's needed. But how can they hear unless we share that? And, and that's what God words, God's Word tells us. So I'm just here this morning to say this is a critical time. This is a crucial time for us as the body of Christ. For, for me and you as followers of Jesus Christ, we're not just some folks that, you know, randomly live in all these selected places. No, no, no. We are the bride of Christ. And this is a crucial time for us to stand up and to step out as children of Jesus Christ to get on the playing field. And the playing field is dirty. The playing field sometimes is scary. And we don't need to, you know, my encouragement is we don't need to wait for favorable circumstances, you know, or, or favorable conditions. Uh, it's not about convenience. Redemption never has been about is this convenient or not. No, it's probably going to be very inconvenient. And, and so responding to what's going on is not just for the theologians. We can't just leave it to the people that really, well, they know the Bible and stuff. No, no. God wants to use every single one of us. And here's the other thing. God can use every single one of us to be his salt and his light in a world that is spiraling downward. And so, you know, we think about that. We see all the examples that God 
gives us in his word of, of these, these people that were not likely candidates to be greatly used by God. You know, I was reading an article this past week that talked about how, you know, God used an idolater to, to create a nation. That was, that was Abraham. God used a fugitive to bring freedom to the people of uh, Israel, and that was Moses. Uh, God, God used um, uh, a slave in Egypt to bring freedom to the world, and that was that, that was uh, Joshua. Um, God used a um, an individual that denied that he even knew Jesus to be. Uh, the the great preacher of Pentecost, and that's Peter. So just because you don't feel like you have all your act together or you have a great track record, do not diminish what God wants to do through you. Because likely, uh, that's what he's going to do. He's going to choose unlikely candidates because who gets the glory when that happens? God does. God does. Again, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. All right, so... There's a lot of resistance, a lot of oppression. There's a lot of division. There's a lot of hatred. We've, we've gone through that whole process of saying, God saying, don't look at people as your enemies. You, you look, uh, you're supposed to love them. You're supposed to pray for them. You're supposed to do good. And don't even see them as that. Uh, God loves these people that are so angry, that are so aggressive, that are so defiant. God loves them. As a matter of fact, that's the reason Jesus came was for them. And so, you know, think about this. You know, it's like some of the stuff is unheard of. You know, if God could could redeem uh, and use an enemy of his uh, and of his people like Saul of Tarsus, what could he do with someone that maybe burned some Bibles in Portland or uh, beheads a statue of Jesus? What could he do? Um, we need as a, uh, we need as the body of Christ to continue to acknowledge that God is good and he redeems what he allows and that he is always at his work. Here's the deal. Some of God's greatest work comes during the dark and desperate times. Uh, we see that example in the cross. Some of God's greatest work and his greatest glory comes in dark and desperate times. Are we in dark and desperate times? I don't know. That's for you to decide. I believe we are. Um, so, you know, again, thinking back to last Sunday, we were talking about the, 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 the early church, the New Testament church, Acts chapter 2, and, and how they were devoted to all of these different things. But bottom line is they figured out a way to be so in love with Jesus that it overflowed to really be in love with God, even though there was a lot of oppression and persecution on them. So it's a God thing. This is God doing what only God can do. It's not something you and I muster up. It's when we come and trust Him and rely on Him. So, you know, now's the time. That's, that's the reason we need to armor up. We need to, not just for defense, but for offense having the full armor of God so we can be the church of Jesus Christ that is offensive and not just defensive. And so I want us to look at the, the few verses following this morning, what we looked at on Wednesday night 
uh, we looked at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, and I want us to pick up at verse 18 and read through verse 20. So Ephesians chapter 6, 18 through 20. If you'll just kind of look at your word there with me. It says, Paul says, with this in mind, with this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. There it is. All right. So, all right. What's he saying here? Armor up, armor up. He said that this is of you know greatest importance. I just want you to know, and he has been talking about in Ephesians, you know how we are made alive in Christ. He is he has been talking in Ephesians about how powerful uh, we are because we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Uh, and then he's saying here, armor up as you're living your life. And then this is the prayer, and he, he says, you be a people of prayer. Now, and so this really leaves us with two things. Two things as far as how we can be doers of the word as a response to what we're talking about this morning. And I want to encourage you to do this with me this week. Would you do this? Do these two things with me this week. <clears throat> Pray for, you know, you're praying for yourself and you're praying for one another. Number one, I think this says we need to pray for bold inspiration every day. That's what Paul says. He says, I want you whenever... I want you to pray for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me. Here's the ridiculously intelligent Paul saying, I want you to, uh, to pray that I am always speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that these aren't my words. This isn't my intellect, but I am being given the words from the Spirit of God to say in each of these situations. So number one, pray. Pray, say, Lord, give me bold inspiration so that I can be your vessel, that I can speak. Pray for me. Pray for each one of these squares that you see here on Zoom. Pray for one another that we have bold inspiration. Because here's the deal. Words, words will never change a life. Words will never change a heart. Only God can do that. You can know all the Bible verses, but it is the inspiration of God's anointed word. You've had, you've had those times in your life, I'm sure. Whenever you were faced with a situation, all of a sudden you, you, you had this to say and you were going, wow, where did that come from? Well, it came from the Lord. It came from the inspiration of the Lord. But that only comes, that only comes whenever we are yielded to him, when we are surrendered to him. It doesn't come when we're prideful and we think we know it all and we're trying to put people in their place. No, 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 no. It comes from a heart of compassion and love. It comes as a result of what we were talking about last week in Acts chapter 2, of being devoted to God's words, spending time in God's word every day, letting it just kind of uh, marinate in our lives. It comes when we are committed to fellowshipping one another and hearing back and bouncing this stuff off. It comes when, <clears throat> whenever we are uh, always declaring our dependence on the Lord. And, and the example of that is through uh, uh, the Lord's Supper, breaking of bread, and through prayer. So, but he, here it is. 
pray, pray for the church. And not just our church, but the church across America, church across the world. Pray for bold <clears throat> inspiration. Okay? If we're going to be ambassadors for Christ, <clears throat> and if we're going to see that God redeeming this time and this season, it's going to be God doing it, not us. You agree? All right. Pray for bold inspiration. Number two, I think what he's saying there is pray for bold proclamation. Now, here's where some of us get a little squeamish. We're going, man, I, 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 it's hard for me to wrap my mind around this stuff. No, but pray for <clears throat> bold proclamation. He says, uh, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So what he's saying is we need to be fearless and courageous and bold in this inspiration, but also in our proclamation and being able to speak lovingly courageously uh, the wonderful words of life of Jesus. He said, pray for these two things. So that's what I want you to do. That's what I want us to do, to say, God, we're, we're casting all our care on you. We're depending fully on you. <clears throat> and we're praying for bold inspiration. We need that to be able to respond to what's going on in this world. And, and, and we need his inspiration to show us, to give us his eyes to see these these folks, not to get our point across, but to allow the words of life to come into to their hearts. So, and his objective was this. He said, so that I make known the mystery of the gospel. So I make known the mystery of the gospel. But I'll tell you what, uh, what people are demanding these days uh, <laughs> is anything but the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's all of this stuff of this world demanding it. And Paul says, listen, I'm praying, I'm asking that you pray that I have bold inspiration and bold proclamation as I'm declaring this mystery of the gospel. And it is a mystery. But it's something that transforms people's life. It's the mystery of salvation. In our do-good world, and our make-it-happen world, and our into-self-reliant world, boy, this is a mystery when it comes to the unconditional love of God and the fact that we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ because of His grace. It has nothing to do with ourselves. It has to do with what God's doing in our culture. And it is a mystery, especially in light of the texture of where so many things. I was reading this week, I think it was Jim Dennison, where he, he was quoting this. He said, a, a, a recent faculty survey at Harvard found that 80% of them consider, consider themselves very liberal or liberal, 19% say they are moderate, and 1.4% call themselves conservative. So now we're starting to use all these labels and stuff like that, but it says, he went on to say, it's not surprising that 67% of evangelical Protestants believe that Christianity's influence on America is decreasing rapidly. In other words, two-thirds believe that their beliefs were in conflict with mainstream America. Wow. Listen, I, I, don't, know, I don't know about all those stats. I'm, I, I, I don't know, but we can see this slippery slope and where um, it's becoming more and more and more secular. Uh, but even in light of 
what we see going on in our culture, this is a time when the message of Jesus Christ uh, and how we can have a personal relationship, not, not a religion, but a personal relationship with a living Lord is so desperately needed. And that's going to come not when we're trying to put people in their place, but whenever our hearts are broken, whenever we, we, we go, God, I want your spirit to be upon me, as Jesus was saying in, in the temple there. Your spirit to be upon me so that you empower me to be salt and light and grace, to help those that are in prison uh, by whatever it may be. Uh, by the culture, be imprisoned by the way of life, or imprisoned by self-directed uh, uh, lifestyles, so that there can be freedom, so that there can be sight for those that are blind. And that's God doing it. That's God doing it through me and through you. And so it's urgently needed, urgently God's plan, God's plan for his, the redemption of people is you and me, the church. God's intent is that through the church that the manifold greatness of God be made known here and in the heavenlies. There's no plan B. Plan A, you and me. <clears throat> We've already seen that none of us are, are, are on the sideline. He's called every one of us to this. So here's my question for us. In closing, that how, how can we make God's offer of redemption? How can we make the wonderful name of Jesus more available and more attractive to those who need it? Then some of you are going, yeah, I know. I mean, the more we try to share, the more resistance. You know, we're in this cancel culture. So here's a question. Why don't, you, why don't we pray and ask God about this? God, how can we make your offer of redemption? of salvation more available and more attractive to those around us who need it. How can we do that? Let's ask him. But I think, I think part of the answer is this. It comes when we pray for bold inspiration. Are you praying for that? Are you doing what is right in your own eyes? Pray for bold inspiration and pray for bold, fearless, courageous proclamation. Listen, Paul says, of which I am an ambassador in chains. D hey, don't fall prey to this, this stinking thinking to think, oh, we're, we're restricted, oh, lockdown, oh, we're limited. No, 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 no. God did some of his greatest work through people who were restricted. Paul was an ambassador in chains. You, you, you may be uh, living life a little different than you have in the past, but it is not in any way, in any way diminishing. Matter of fact, I believe it is opening up the avenues for God to do a mighty work through me and through you. See, again, you, you may say, we might not be able to go to church, but God's saying, be the church. Be the church, especially now, especially in this season. Uh, God, we're not restricted. Uh, we're not limited uh, because God is on his throne and he is always at his work. Uh, it reminds me of the words of Paul in Acts chapter um, 
Let's see, Acts chapter 26, I'm going to close with this. <clears throat> I, I believe that we're much like Paul when he was before uh, King Agrippa, and uh, he was telling an account of how he experienced redemption. He said that he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It's hard for you to kick against the goads. And then I ask, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Can you hear these words ringing out? Can you hear the Holy Spirit ringing these words out to people that are right now enemies of God, that are resisting so much of God's love and grace and truth? Now, get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen of me and what you will see. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles, and I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. See, I think just like Paul's calling, God's saying that to, to you and me, he, he is calling us and he is sending us uh, to those that are in darkness, uh, to those that are under the, uh, the spell of Satan himself to speak the wonderful words of life of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, sweetest name I know. He's not a distant God. He is a living Lord that is present each and every day. Ambassadors in chains, what an opportunity we have right now for God to be glorified and people to be redeemed. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we just thank you so much for your amazing love and grace. Uh, and we thank you that, well, we thank you for the call. We are in your ambassadors, every single one of us. And some of us right now, I know that in our mind, we're feeling like we're not qualified, but Lord, you, you're the one, you are the power. You are the words. Lord, let us come and continue to position ourselves before you, all for your glory, for your sake, for your kingdom. And uh, so, Lord, that we can see generations from now experience your blessing. Oh, be glorified, I pray, through our response to you today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, don't y'all got these two things? Two things to be praying for this week. Pray for me on that. Pray for one another on that. Uh, bold inspiration, bold proclamation. <clears throat> and let's watch as God is glorified and does some great, great redemption. Now, we've got a treat for you this morning. Uh, uh, we have some special musical guests. Uh, and these are friends of uh, my uh, red-headed Afro son, Matthew, uh, for, uh, the, at No Longer Bound. Uh, and they are, uh, I've gotten to know these two guys and, and they've got great hearts and they are uh, really transitioning right now into some great opportunities for music music ministry. And uh, they are starting out calling, and they're calling themselves Rivers End. Did I get that right? I don't know if I see those guys on there. Um, <clears throat> but um, Stephanie is, is going to, uh, as Zoom master today, she stepped in for her dad. Uh, she is going to um, load up the video that they did for us, and uh, I just want to encourage you. Uh, let me just show you. 
Um, I printed off my words because I, I like to, I like to kind of sing along. Uh, and, and I'm actually, uh, Stephanie, I'm going to mute myself. That means you may have to do something when I try to unmute myself because I'm going to sing with these guys. But listen, this is an opportunity for us to, to I, this, I listened to this earlier and I had chill bumps all over my body. And I think it's God's just, um, that reckless love of God, he's wanting to wreck some lives in a good way. And he's wanting to use you as a conduit of that. So let's just worship him through this. So take it away, Steph, and, and let's worship together. Good morning, Cross Point Church. Good morning. Happy Good morning. Sunday to you. My name is Aaron. I'm Kenny. We're Rivers Inn. Rivers Inn. Thank you to uh, Mike Deese, Matt Deese, Rachel Deese, Felicia Deese for uh, letting us do this for y'all. Uh, we're recording this from uh, No Longer Bound. Uh, we're going to do a little, uh, little acoustic version of Reckless Love for you. Let's do it.
Sunday. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.